All righty. Welcome to yet another episode of Woman on Fire. And yeah. I have, yeah, we are fired up <laughs> and we're so stoked to be here with you guys. I am Daniela. I am here with lovely wise woman, Jamie. And hello, hello. Yeah. And we've got a special guest for you guys today. Another fired up woman, Samara. Hi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we are all here. I am actually in El Paso, Texas, and uh, they are in Hawaii on Oahu. So thank goodness for digital communication making this possible. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Very grateful, very grateful. And um, yes, and today we have a birth story for you or a pregnancy, birth, mother, turning into mother story, wherever it goes, whatever whatever it takes. Totally, totally. So, yeah, so we'd like to let our wonderful mama introduce herself and then she can you can start kind of wherever the beginning is for you, Samara. Wherever the beginning is. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, my name is Samara. Uh, I am 21 years old. I'm from Brazil. And I live here in Oahu for like four or five years now, since the beginning of 2016. And then I got married. I got pregnant. And... Uh, <laughs> And then I guess that's where I started. <laughs> right? And then, <laughs> um, so I got pregnant and I went to the hospital, to the clinic, because I guess that's what people do. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know much about it. It was just, <laughs> okay, I'm pregnant. I guess I got to go to the clinic. Mm-hmm. So I went and clinic here in Kahuku and was a very fast visit. I already knew I was pregnant. I already had done the, the uh, pregnancy test, but she wanted to do again. I did the test again. It was a very fast visit. It's kind of like I got out of there clueless, you know, like, I don't know. Like she didn't tell me anything, you know, it was like, like every visit inside that clinic, it was just the same. It was like a five minute visit. She, she would ask me like, are you, are you good? And um, do you have any questions? But she wouldn't tell me anything. So I wouldn't have any questions because like, how am I supposed to have questions? She's not telling me anything. And I remember in the beginning, I, uh, I, I kind of had this idea like, oh, what about like this home birthing? And then like people around me and uh, was like, oh no, that's crazy. You know, that's crazy. So <laughs> it's so dangerous. <laughs> of course. And because, I, and because I was not really looking into it and everybody had like a bad thing to say about it. I was like, yeah, whatever. So I just kept like, until like my sixth month of pregnancy, I just kept going to the clinic and I would ask her some questions when I was asking her like, what about like, like an uh, anesthesia. Is it anesthesia? How you say it? Yeah, what yeah. Like, um, epidural. Yeah, what, what, epidural? What, yeah, but I didn't know what kind I could use a birth besides uh, epidural. Right. So, like, so that was my question to her, and she was like, whatever you want. I'm like, but what is whatever I want? 
you know <laughs> what what are the options <laughs> ever tell me something or you're just gonna hand hand out papers for me to read and she's never gonna tell me anything she's never gonna really have a real talk and she knew us from brazil and she always talks so fast i was like can you speak a little bit slowly so i can understand what you're saying <laughs> and in the, like in the beginning of my pregnancy, I had a bleeding that up to today, I don't even know really what happened. It's like, <laughs> she never really explained to me, like so throughout a whole week, she was like, I went to the, I called the clinic and she's like, go to the emergency room. I went to the emergency room all crying and she like, I was having an abortion. And, and I was like, oh no, everything is fine. And then I went to the clinic the next day and then, oh, but maybe if you get some contractions, uh, your baby might be born and I'm not gonna be able to do anything for you. And I was like, what? Oh <laughs> like I'm like wow. almost 20 weeks pregnant. I'm saying like, like my baby can be born right now and she can't do anything for me. Like, and and she, I, she wouldn't really explain what was happening. Like, I didn't really understand. It was just like, if you feel some contractions, I can't do anything for you. <laughs> That's wow. what I understood. And yeah. then I could, I, I only like, that was like Monday. And I only, like the bleeding was Monday. And I only felt like I only had a confirmation that nothing was really going on up to like, fr it was Friday. Friday, I got the confirmation everything was fine. So wow. like, for so whole a whole week, week like, of worrying and bleeding. Yeah, like, no, I only bad once was, like, oh, right, right, right. but I yeah. didn't know what it was. I didn't, like, I don't even know what it was up to today. It's like, okay. And, and she just, like, did this whole week of, like, I didn't know, and they didn't know, and they wouldn't really explain to me anything. That was the only thing she told me, was like, I can't do anything for you. Like, okay. Wow. Wow. But then I kept, yeah, <laughs> and then I kept going over there to the clinic for every like monthly visa and stuff, and and then what happened? My my ex husband, <laughs> my ex husband, he was working at a surf shop, and then he had a lot of people telling him how. Uh, home birth was great and stuff and then his boss told him and there's only one conversation he had with his boss already convinced him that home birth was amazing <laughs> even though i had it before but when i said it, it was like crazy and dangerous oh, but then when the yeah. boss said it, it was like oh great so <laughs> interesting so, uh, <laughs> so he had his wife had a home birth with jamie and yes. then we called Jamie and then Jamie <laughs> came <laughs> and and we didn't like we live we live mom, with my mom and we didn't even tell my mom because she was also like oh this is so dangerous <laughs> oh gosh yeah <laughs> so yeah that happens so it was me, Jamie, and Keaton talking outside. Because I remember, I think there was a mess the house. I don't remember. We were talking outside. We talked for like an hour, an hour and a half. Um, we always had long, long conversations. Like since yes. the beginning. This is from the, the, the clinic. The clinic is five minutes. And like since the beginning, like since first time I, I like imagine it was like, an hour conversation, an hour and a half, two hours. I don't even know. Like, how, uh, how however long it takes. Yeah. <laughs> no limits, huh? Yes. And then she was asking all questions. And then, 
I remember my mom came at the, the end. It's like, oh, what? what's happening? <laughs> yes, I remember your mother's face very clearly. She's like, uh, um, um, what? <laughs> Who are you? Oh. And she already had an inkling, I think. She had a feeling. No. <laughs> oh, tell us more about that. Your mom finding out in a surprising way. And how did... How did she oh, respond? I don't even remember. Like, she, she probably she she didn't like for sure. She didn't like the <laughs> yeah. She didn't like it. And then, but like, was the first time I met Jamie, and then we were still like deciding. But of course, I decided I wanted to do it. But, like, since I called her first time, I would knew. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but then, like, right after Jamie left, you're like, you know, okay, so we gotta decide. It's like. And then we decided I wanted to do it. Not we. I wanted to do it. I'm the one yes. first. Yes. So I wanted to yes, do it. Yes, mama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, hey, can I actually kind of pause you right there and, and t- check into that? Because I'm curious. You went from like, hey, I kind of want to do it. But, uh, you know, people around me and my partner don't really want to do it. So I'll just let it go. But then you made your no. way. No. No, the thing, the thing was, uh, you know, Kiran was cool. Yeah. And he went for the cool, like, oh, that's so cool. Like, my wife had a home birth. This is cool. I went more for the, I want to have this experience. Mm. I don't want to go to the hospital. I have a bad experience. I want this experience. Right? So, like, at first, I was like, if nobody's, like, going with me, I'm just going to forget about it. I didn't even look into it. So, and then when he got kind of excited with the idea, so I was like, okay, so let's go. And then, and then yeah. that's when I started searching up about it and all this stuff. That's what I wanted, you know. It's like since okay. the beginning, even though I didn't know, I knew it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like, he, didn't say, he, he didn't say anything. Like after we met with Jamie, he didn't say anything that he didn't want to do it. He was cool with it. But today, like with the stuff I know, if I had decided not to do it just because he told me not to, I would be like pissed at myself. And at the same time, I also had this big argument with her, like, oh, he wanted his mother to participate. I'm like, bro, it's not the person to be in it. Like, bro, <laughs> yeah. I have to be comfortable, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm saying. He went to, like, he, he liked a home birth for the cool part of it, like, to tell people that I, we had a home birth. And then he didn't know anything about it, about, about birth. He was not with me. He was not really into it. He was sleeping when I was giving birth. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. He was not into it with me, you know. So like when I think about it, about my birth, I'm sure that I would have, I would had a a much better experience if I had a different partner. (laughs) (laughs) If I had like someone that was really into it with me, because that's what his paper. He was not like the one giving birth, but he was the father, and he was my husband, and his paper, his role was to to be with me in it you know so right. he was not he yeah. didn't know anything about work yeah. he didn't know anything about anything i told right. him to watch ten thousand documentaries with me he didn't want to so yeah. I mean, yeah he didn't know anything about it and he was just sleeping in the couch i was yeah. here giving birth like to the placenta in my bed and he was sleeping oh. next to me even though was yelling of pain oh wow <laughs> that's impressive okay well, you know, this is why yeah, we invited is. you. <laughs> this is why we invited you here. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Jamie. Go. 
I was going to say, like, just to, to tease on that a little bit or talk about that, you know, the fact that, that ultimately you decided to choose yourself over other people's opinions or whatever. And, and to just really know, to be like, no, I am going to go with my gut. And I'm glad y'all are on board because this is what I've been feeling this whole time. And then also the fact that even though he was sleeping on the couch, you know, your mama had such a great opportunity to rise to an occasion. And so, um, and that is, that's also for you to share, but I, that's what I remember is that closeness. And I have this beautiful photo of you guys actually during your labor that is like, it's one of my favorite birth pictures. So anyhow, I'll let you, I'll let you go into it. So, so you can continue on. So we continue care and where was I like the, the hospital? Where was that? At? It, my favorite picture. Oh, where were you? No, at? no, um, no. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you stopped recording, right? Like, no, we're recording. Oh, we're so going. We're just yeah. running with this one, you know. <laughs> so what I wanted to say, you know what, Samar, what you're sharing here, this is why we wanted to invite you, and this is why we love sharing the stories, is because. Well, you know, like you said, you didn't really know all that much about birth when you got pregnant either. You're just like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm just going to go do what I've always seen people do. Just go to the clinic, right? And then, but you just learned along the way and it just threw you yeah. deeper and you wanted to dive deeper yeah. and you did. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And just, so many people don't want to, like, so many people go throughout the whole nine months without knowing anything about birth. And that's like, that's culture. It's like, whatever my doctor's saying, it's whatever is right. So I just have to know whatever he's telling me. So it's like, fine, everything is fine. And actually right. what the doctor is telling you, a lot of times it's not even true or like real or whatever. Right. You know? or it's very minimal. Like you said, the appointments are brief. They yeah. don't often share much. They might say, do you have any questions? Yeah. But sometimes you don't even know what to ask about because you just don't know <laughs> very much. Yeah, they're, yeah not throwing exactly. you, they're not even throwing you a bone. And then they get to do anything to you without you knowing how to choose. It's like, oh, no, I'm choosing it. Like, how can you choose for something that you're not, like, you don't really know about it? So, like, oh, no, like, in Brazil, we have, like, this very big culture of, like, C-sections. A lot of my friends ask, why didn't you just have a C-section? Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> because right. everybody has a C-section. Yeah. And it's, like, it's not even, like, oh, you get into labor and then you go to the C-section. No, you just, like, make an appointment and go have your C-section at 5.30 p.m. and you're going to have your baby. Like, it's a schedule. And... And it's so like it's so normal for them, and like you don't even think like you have to look. You have to look and search for a doctor that do vaginal birth. Like not that you know, oh. you, because most of the doctors are just gonna tell you from the beginning. I only do C sections. Oh, wow. you know, that's crazy. yes, yeah, that's, how that's bad intense. It is. Yes. Wow. Um, and then, mm -hmm. yeah, the doula job in Brazil. Uh, like of course it's to support the women's stuff but most of the part of the job is to protect the women from the from the a lot of uh stuff the docs are gonna do they're not even like you know like how do you call it? like the interventions they're gonna do to your body to your labor they're not really real or you know so you got so if you go to the you have more chances of getting a vaginal birth um uh, 
and a public hospital than the private because the private it's like the rates are like 90 percent 98 percent something yeah. like that of yeah. c-sections wow. and in the public so you got a chance to have to have a, a normal birth but but then it's better to have a doula because she's gonna fight for you for to have like uh uh how do you Oh, it's a vaginal birth, like how that's going. Yeah, yep. vaginal, natural yeah. birth, yeah. Physiological. Yeah, totally. She's gonna, <laughs> she's mm-hmm. gonna fight for you to have this vaginal birth, like with all the interventions that, like, most of the time they tell you to do. You know, like the um, a lot of the I I I read a lot of the oxytocin. That like, they do a lot of the oxytocin to like make it fast, which induce the birth, even though like it's not even ready to the baby to be born yet. A lot of the stuff. So even though like it's a vaginal birth, ends up being so much stuff on top of it that's not necessary. And then I, it's just yeah. so crazy. Like yeah. I, of course, most of the stuff I read it's from Brazil, but even though a lot of friends that had given birth in the United States it's not really good stories either you know Mm, like yeah right i want to bring it home for people too so they're not like oh well that doesn't happen in this country i'm in texas yeah i'm in el paso and there are hospitals around here i've been told um some totally have a 98 96 c-section rate which blows my mind like how is that possible because we know that that doesn't mean that 96 or 98 percent of women cannot actually give birth vaginally or biologically physiologically like that's not the problem it's something else going on right so yeah those that's going on here in the u.s so that's so interesting where else yeah crazy yeah 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 no because people do tell me that that a lot of people already tell me like oh no but you're talking about brazil here in the united states is different it's like no it's not i didn't give birth in the hospital but i had stories of friends of mine that did give birth in the hospital and they're not very good stories either so and then you can look at the statistics that they don't like either it's just like it's right there you can see it's like it's not my opinion and people are like oh it's your opinion it's not my opinion you know we're not talking about my opinion here we cannot argue about like something it's a fact saying that's mm-hmm. opinion it's not it's a fact <laughs> right right <laughs> yeah. right so this isn't about you know it's like poo-pooing on people that choose to have a c-section it's just did most of those people even know they had an option or were they just you know kind of funneled into this doing one... what their doctor says right it was like that was the only view that they were given without much information about anything else or you know which we know is what tends to be the case so yeah um it's amazing to hear you go from saying that you didn't know much to being where you're at now of seeing this ginormous picture and <laughs> being so fired up about it and this is the significance no, of the I story feel- you know Yes, you yeah, rise into your power. Bad yeah? to talk. <laughs> Sorry, I even feel bad to talk about with some of my friends that that like that are already moms and and gave birth and they even gave birth. They had a C-section or gave birth with a lot of interventions they didn't have to, because then it sounds like we're judging the moms. And this is like another problem that I have. Like I'm not talking about you at all or about the mom. So it's like. We're talking about a whole system behind that, you know, the whole capitalism, the whole patriarchy, the whole the whole thing behind the that whole, whole system. That's it. Exactly. Nothing with 
you. You're just a victim of it. And it was not your choice. You didn't choose to do it. Even though, like, I, I already heard a, a woman saying, like, oh, no, but, like, they didn't give me a choice to have vaginal birth. But at least I got to choose the day that my son was born, like, the C-section. Like, I chose it. No, you didn't choose anything, you know? Like, I was... You didn't choose yeah. anything. <laughs> the bar is no, low. Yeah, the bar <laughs> no, of expectations is low. I feel bad. To, like, yeah. I feel bad. I don't want to talk about. It. I don't want to tell. I don't. I don't want to say this. But I'm sorry. It's not your fault. It's not. It's like you didn't choose anything. It's not your fault. And I, I hope you have. Like, if you have another child, you can, you like gather like information and then go try another path, which like sometimes it's very, very, very hard. I was privileged to live in the United States and then meet Jamie and then throughout like this whole path that I had, I was lucky to find Jamie and do this, you know, like this home birth. But so many people like don't have the condition, the money or the information or the time to even search up about it, you know, like, so like, so over and working throughout the whole pregnancy or doing something else. I don't know, it doesn't have the time or doesn't have any information or like in Brazil, a lot of people don't even have internet, you know, like, mm-hmm. so how can you really have the information and how can you really go through another path if everybody's saying that the dangerous is the hospital? <laughs> no, the, right. the dangerous is the, the home, not the hospital, you know? Uh, right. And and how yeah. they've, they've very um, systematically squeezed out to the point where only two percent of the population choose home Mm -hmm. right but we have some pretty major disparities in our hospitals too and you're totally right when you give somebody a choice of crumbs or crumbs they're still crumbs right you're not not offering a cake (laughs) yeah yeah and it's just like i guess it's just like breastfeeding for me i feel like breastfeeding is like um, you have a C-section, your baby's taken away from you, you don't have that, like, the first hour, your baby doesn't breastfeed, and then, and, and then I hold, like, a lot of, like, problems throughout the whole thing, and then you just give formula, and then, like, oh, but you're judging me because I gave formula, I'm not judging you, that's, what, like, that's your problem, you can't talk about the real problems, because, women are getting offended when we're not really talking about them or their choices because they didn't get to choose. That's the point. Yeah. We want women to choose and they cannot yes. choose when that choice is taken away from them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been taken away from them. So it's like, you're not choosing anything. And it's so crazy because here in the United States, like in Brazil, the, 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 uh, the uh, percentage of women that breastfeed is very low too, but here in the United States, I think it's even lower. And I thought it was so crazy that and I w- when I was pregnant, I would send, uh, um, how do you say, like this packages, little packages of formula, like two, oh, samples. Like, two different brands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, samples. Yeah. They were sending me samples of formula. I can believe that's mail, legal. And I never <laughs> signed up for anything. Wow. Is that illegal? Yeah. It should be. It's it, not. Is illegal in Brazil. it is illegal in Brazil. Oh, it it's illegal in Brazil to like advertise formula, to have for promotions in the supermarket of formula. Uh-huh. Uh, even though it's a very low rate of people breastfeeding, uh, here in the United States, even worse. 
is because like they only care about money. <laughs> so well, they're already they like, as soon as you're pregnant, they're like, oh, well, it's not going to work. So here's a backup plan. Right. Because yeah. you'll and need like, one. Odds I, are you're going to need a backup. Yeah. When I was not, when I was not like searching up about it, when I didn't even know anything about it, I had those samples with me up to like to the end. I was like, "What the fuck is this doing me here?" And then I judged them. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's, that, it's, like it's a- that quiet undermining of confidence and 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 really appropriate physiological changes. You know, it's just that yeah. quiet undermining. Yeah. Yes. It, it seems like. It seems like, oh no, we're doing a good thing. We're we're giving letting people know that they have that they that they, you know that they have there's choice. food out there. Yeah, that they have choices. Right. right. But right. we're not gonna give them any breastfeeding information. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, if you're so worried. Like, what, four weeks of life like of uh uh four weeks of uh how do you say like the the time to be home or t- mm-hmm. six weeks? Yeah, and, yeah. And then how are you supposed to like? Okay, you're supposed to breastfeed exclusively for six months, but at the same time you gotta go back to work when you're six months after. When you're six birth. weeks, right? <laughs> six weeks, and then you're like, oh crazy! Like I still like don't know what the fuck I'm doing here. Mm-hmm. And I gotta go back to work, and then obviously your baby's just not gonna stop breastfeeding because you don't even know like anything about like. You don't have information, you know? Like, so you just go, okay, so I'm gonna pump, or you're not gonna pump, I'm just gonna use formula because I can't pump, because I don't know why the milk's not coming. Oh, my baby's just drinking so much milk now, and my my boobs aren't making that much. So, like, I had all those, like, insecurities, and I was like, but I had good information, I had Jamie. So I was like, Jamie, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> I had information, AKA Jamie. <laughs> She's like a logging Google resource. <laughs> well, and, and can refer to other resources. Don't just take my word for it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. But it was just, it's just so crazy to see that, like, uh, every woman that I talk to, like, every woman that I talk to doesn't have a good story with birth or breastfeeding or, like, pregnancy like motherhood in, a, in general at the beginning of it like they don't have a bad a good experience and if they do and if they think they do it's just a good experience but they don't really know they suffered something that they didn't have to like my friend in brazil she had a c-section she, her arms were tied up and then the she didn't have no one with her she was alone in the room of the doctors and she, <laughs> and they took the baby away from her like they only like okay give a kiss and bye-bye and no that's not how it works and she was like but they were so great with me they mm. were so helpful and they were so nice but she did, but that's normal that's the that's normal you know that's like oh picture, okay so right. you you put you put the baby in the box and then people take pictures of, and, of the baby in the box <laughs> you know <laughs> no there's no mom anywhere to be seen <laughs> right yes and it's like um i'm laughing but it like it's crazy and yeah but i'm crying i'm laughing but i'm yeah. crying i watched Absolutely. like a lot of documentaries Actually, this is a, this, this a Brazilian documentary that's like three moves is about it. I already told both of you of this movie, but like, I'm, I'm, it's called uh, Rebirth, Born of Rebirth. I don't know. I always forget the name in English, sorry. Uh, well, but, say it in <laughs> Portuguese in yeah. case someone's listening. 
Renascimento do Parto. Okay. Perfect. Uh, you can probably translate it because you speak for your Spanish, right? Sí, the Renacimiento de Parto. <laughs> yeah, it's like the yeah, rebirth yeah. of birth. Yeah, rebirth of birth. There you cool. go. Rebirth of birth. And then they have one, two, and three. I watch all of them before I, I had Belzy. And, and I, like, well, I watched a lot of videos. And I even remember when my, my mom asked me, um, like a week before I gave birth, like, am I scared? Like, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Not so, at all. <laughs> like, every woman that we know, mom, like, because then after I, I decided to have a home birth, she, she talked to a bunch of friends of hers, and she found out that a lot of friends of hers, her bosses and stuff, had a home, had bar, home, had a home birth, too. And then, like, she had three home births, like, like, she didn't regret of that. She was like, she was not scared of having the second or the third. You know, like white people that had home birth, they have this like the other kids' home birth too. They never go to the hospital, or like usually you go to the hospital the first one and then the second and go to the home birth, but you never go from the home birth to the hospital. <laughs> so, like, no, <laughs> I'm not scared, of course, but like. When uh, when I was actually giving birth, I could kind of like, oh, this is so like this is so painful. But like, <laughs> and then I remember Doctor Ian Jane like, you're gonna forget about the pain. And I was like, I'm never never gonna forget never. about it. <laughs> Did never. you forget? Like I remember it was painful, but I remember like, but I know I'll do it again. And when I think about like having another kid, I think I don't think I want another kid, but I think I want to give birth again. <laughs> 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 yeah, I that's amazing really that, right? that's it because it's such yeah. a powerful like channeling of energy and it's yeah. like the greatest time right yeah. it's great and so let's walk into that so so you've decided to have a home birth and we brought dr yi on board so you could meet her as my assistant and and then and then tell us about that day so the day I I remember Jamie telling me or Jane told me or all of the a lot of videos that I watch it like oh just rest if you know that <laughs> so I woke up I didn't even wake up I was feeling some cramps in the middle of the night and and just wanted to like kept keep sleeping you know like oh whatever I'm just gonna be sleeping it's just some cramps. And I already kind of thought, like, okay, might be happening, but I was not that nervous, you know? It's just like, I just want to sleep. And if it is, I just have to be, just have to rest. And then I woke up 6, 6.30, because I was like, okay, it's all, it's morning already. It was not even the time I used to wake up, but like, it's morning already, and I'm already feeling the cramps, and I even, like, not, like, oh, sleepy anymore. So I already, like, thinking about, oh, today might be the day so I woke up <laughs> and I talked to my friend I was like today might be the day I'm feeling some cramps I downloaded this app and <laughs> I wouldn't have been that helpful you know it was just like it was telling me that was like already like like every five minutes or every I don't know I don't remember but right. and it says go to the hospital <laughs> yes, that's what the hospital. That's what it was. We that's need a home birth app. Saying. 
<laughs> Call your midwife. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I always say it was not even that helpful because I knew it was just the beginning and then right. it was selling to also the hospital. So I, if I didn't have the information, I would just go to the hospital. <laughs> right. And then they would end up inducing me because I was taking too long to give birth. Right? Right. So right. it's a whole system, a whole project just to make us go to the hospital and have our kids in the like, you know, like all full of medicine and full of surgery and all the stuff that's not needed to. So we never end up knowing what we're really capable of. Even yes. the app, even the app makes the job hard. <laughs> even the app. Right. Totally. <laughs> Since when can apps give medical advice? Go to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> That's not right. <laughs> but I'm glad you were smart enough. Does, to does that app have a license to practice medicine? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> do something about that. <laughs> well, Samara is smart and she didn't fall into it. I didn't go she didn't fall in the trap. <laughs> no. But what happened, I knew it was just the beginning. And I knew that people here would freak out when I told them. <laughs> so I was so I told my friend and stuff was six in the morning. And I really wanted to talk with Jamie before I talked to anyone else. But I was like sleeping right next to Keto. I was like, Keto, I have cramps. I think it's like gonna be today. And he was just like, uh, what? Uh, so, and then when he finally woke up, I think he was the one that told my mom because I didn't even want to tell her because I didn't want her to freak out. But I just like have some time without freaking out. <laughs> and, <Right>. then, <laughs> mm -hmm. and then um, I was like, okay, call Jamie, call Jamie. And then I called, I called Jamie. <laughs> and then Jamie was, um, my B might not be. <laughs> Uh, and I was like, oh, how do I know for sure? And she was, she, I remember you said something about the moon, like today's full moon. And, uh -huh. and, and then I was like, okay, my, my B not, my not, my not B. But how is that? <laughs> and then we, we took like a normal day, like a normal morning. We went to the beach. We, thought, thought, we took the dogs for, for a walk. And we took some photos. And I have some funny videos saying like, hi, my name is Samara. And I might be in labor. <laughs> so great. I can be on the beach, you know, just walking in. And, you know, we got to record everything. <laughs> yes. And, and then I only like was sure of what was happening when I was taking a shower off the, the beach and then my plug was it's called plug right mucus, mucus plug came out yeah and I was like, okay yeah. it's happening and then we just spent like a nice day my mom made a lot of food <laughs> so much food your mom so made so much, much food <laughs> it was good she was from being so nervous. Much food. <laughs> mm -hmm. and, <laughs> And I had like I went to the Brazilian food truck too because I wanted to eat some Brazilian food and ride me home. And I, my friend yes. ate some Brazilian food for me too. And I ate a lot that day. And <laughs> 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 I, so much, 
and I was fine. I was happy. I was not anxious at all. Like I, I was just like, I just got away. I'm waiting for my sister got here. It was like five, six, and she was just being like, I thought it was already happening. <laughs> Like I don't like I, I cannot tell you when when it's really going to happen. No, it's not. <laughs> I don't have a set time for it, but right. because she was busy still, she was like in school or something. Like I thought she was already happening. Like it's happening, but it's not there yet. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and and then I remember like kind of eight, I was already feeling, I don't, I don't remember what time you got here. It's kind of nine, nine. Yeah. Right? Nine, nine 30. Yep. Yeah. And they were like, they were kind of like, you gotta call her and you gotta call, even though it's already kind of painful. They were like, but I knew it was not like close to it. They were, like you gotta call her, but she, she has to come. What's happening? But I knew. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I had more information than that, you know, so I was confident on myself and I, I knew what was happening, but because it didn't know much, it didn't like search with me, you know, so right. I knew, and even before I told my mom, I told my mom and I told Kino, I'm probably going to say, I like, I can't do this anymore and I want to go to the hospital and please don't take me to the hospital. And then my mom <laughs> said, I don't know about that. Oh. <laughs> if you ask me, if you ask me, I might take you. <laughs> but I didn't, I, I didn't ask you to go to the hospital, did I? No, no not once. No, you did not <laughs> waver. Nice. You knew, you knew. And then... And then was like, okay, and then Jamie came, and and then she was, uh, and then when she came, I was, I was, it was already painful, and then she told me, and I asked her to check how that dilated, dilated at all, and yeah. she was like, she opened a smile, like always, like, <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're almost halfway through, I was like, what? Oh, wow. What do we halfway through? <laughs> Right, right. What does that even mean? Yeah. Like, like I want. It's like I, I thought it's painful. Like I, I, I thought it was like almost there. Maybe you know. Uh huh. <laughs> I like. Oh, it's almost all the way through. <laughs> and then that time, I kind of felt a little bit like, oh shit, you know, I don't know. I think I, I think I, I can do it. And I was crying, and then he gave me some support and some nice words and let's walk she said let's walk and then uh, we walked around the neighborhood and every time I tell my friends that I was walking and not around the neighborhood <laughs> doing my labor they're like what <laughs> <laughs> I love it that you share your story with them I love it <laughs> no when your uh, little kitty followed us your little kitty came on the walks with us yes oh. the, yes and it was like three, two laps, like around the neighborhood, and you, and it was so it's so crazy to think about it. It's like I was giving birth and walking around the neighborhood, and my cat's walking around, <laughs> like a true wild woman. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And and then uh, when I got here, they were like, I think the pool is always set up and one thing that I did from my pregnancy was that I was always watching the uh, the birth in the pool the 
pool pool birth or yeah mm-hmm. water, water birth, birth. Yeah. i was always wa- watching water birth and i would always skip the the one that was out of the the pool i was like i don't want to watch <laughs> that because i want to give birth in the pool and then i got in the pool and like right away it was kind of like a lot better my pain was a lot better but i think that kind of slows down the birth right because it was like the contractions started like getting so like away from each other that time and then it only started picking up later on like i don't know i think it was going to to be faster if i hadn't go like getting to the uh, pool at that time right or no am i wrong it's possible, but I also, you know, I mean, the, the, the benefit is that when you feel like the labor is getting ahead of you, then you can go and relax in there. So yeah. that way when it builds again, you can be on, in front of it again, you know, yeah. so it kind of gives you this little break sometimes where you're like, okay, recenter, refocus. Okay. Eye on the prize. so like i remember it felt felt so good in the warm water and i remember i wanted the warm water and the cold i see and i had the fan in front of me but the water had to be hot (laughs) and (laughs) and and at the same time uh my dad in brazil it was he was having this visa issue like he was having this visa interview so i didn't know he was going to be able to come or not and the interview ended up being the day and the time that i was giving birth oh so, yes <laughs> oh, and i remember i was like I, I, in my head i'm not going to ask i'm not going to ask i'm not going to ask because the possibility of like being denied is very high so i was like i'm not going to ask so i don't get sad yeah. And then they told me like <laughs> they told me oh, he he like he got through so it was like another thing in my head you know <laughs> yes and, and then but you of course it's painful you know it's like <laughs> but and then like I, I at some point I kind of like started getting like scared was, like when I, I started like the feeling to push. I kind of got scared, like, I don't want to do this. And I was tired. I think that, like, what made me, like, more, like, over it was that I wanted to sleep. Even though I didn't do much that day, I was so tired. Like, I was like, I, I rested throughout the, the night before. Like, I didn't wake up. But, like, I was tired and I wanted to go to sleep. And I couldn't go to sleep because my son was... <laughs> He's still making his way. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I would just want to go to sleep. I just want to go to sleep. And then I got tired of the pool. Mm. And I laid down. When I laid down in the bed, that yes. was actually like, it's starting to come. Actually, before that, like, I remember I was, sorry, I was like, oh, can you check again, like, how dilated I am? And then she's like, I can feel his head. And I was like, oh, you can feel his head? Like, oh. I can feel his head? And like, Mom, do you want to feel his head? And then my mom felt his head. It was not even, like she, she put her fingers inside my vagina. She, she didn't like feel his head like right there. Already. It was inside. Like, mom, put your finger right now. Feel his head. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, like, feel his head. And she felt his head. And it was like, wait, what's a great experience for my mom too? Even though she like, at, like at the beginning, it's very scary. Like, oh, home birth and like 
all this disinformation like that we like we don't know and she had a great experience of me of me having a home birth you know? yes <laughs> yes and then she was right there with me for all the whole time she made the whole even, time the she whole was time. right by you yes and then and and then and then I went to the bed, right? And that's when it was actually going to happen. And by that time, I was so tired. And then uh, when I say that, like, a lot of people get like, oh, like, I was angry already. I was not, like, in love. Or, like, when I, I was like, when, like, the last push I gave him, I was like, bro, this motherfucker is going to come out now. <laughs> 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 yeah. Good. It was the fire you needed, yeah? got to get yeah. fired up and just do it. <laughs> but like one thing i didn't think was gonna happen even though i i didn't like i wanted to be like calm and nice but i i did think that it was gonna be that like yelling and like yelling him out you know and i wasn't i was the the whole time and even like sometimes that i tried to yell to see what's gonna happen like if it's gonna make me feel good no, every time I, I yelled, it made me feel worse. I needed to breathe the whole time. Like, if I if I would yell, it would, like, I don't know, it was weird. It was, like, it would hurt more. It would be more painful. And nice. then when I breathe, we just, like, okay, I'm breathing. And then it's going to go this contraction. And the other one, I'm breathing, it's going to grow. And, and and I breathed him out. <laughs> you did. I was, I was angry when I did it, but I was like, breathe him out. I was, <laughs> and it was perfect, you know? It was perfect. And I, I watched the video. I still watch the video over and over again. Like, up mm. to today, he's already 10 months. And I still watch yes. the videos. And there's so mm. many videos. There's, like, Jenny wiping my butt. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> the sacred such word. Honor. Such a privilege. So sacred, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. A lot of people are so like, oh, why am I gonna poop? Am I gonna do this? Am I like, I'm going to bleed? And the baby has to be wiped before it's, it comes to like, no, it's coming to me, you know. And Jamie knew I wanted to like catch him, so I and then in the video, you can see her like some like he was already halfway out. And she was like, Samara, grab him, Samara, Samara, grab him because I was really kind of like my hands were somewhere else, and like, Samara, there he is. And that's the crazy thing. I thought I was going to be in the pool, and I thought I was not going to be laying down at all. <laughs> and I, I was laying down on the side, and I was not in the pool. <laughs> and I was so different that I thought I was going to be. But then I was like, of course, people was great. It's not like. <laughs> It's, it's not like you have to have a, a surgery for it and it's like a surgery is gonna be safer or like 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 vaginal birth is dangerous you know there was nothing dangerous there it was just perfect and i had so thousands of recordings and since the beginning i knew like i told i told my sister my brother you know like i want videos like of the top of my head of my vagina of this of that i want of everything <laughs> and and I love it because I watch it over and over again. Like you like even when I feel bad sometimes or like little self saying I watched that like bro look what I did, you know? Oh, yes. <laughs> look what you did. 
kids yes. and that your and, whole family came around you. You had, you had your brother yes. and your sister and your mother. Yeah. And I mean, it was really very beautiful. <laughs> yes. And, and, and like I had my placenta, it took a while to, to come out. And my baby was with my mom throughout the whole time, you know? And like, even though I wanted it to be with me and my pressure kind of went down and stuff, I wanted it to be with me. It was a lot better than being in the hospital where my baby would be in a box with a bunch of people who never like heard a voice. People there were like, what are you going to do with my kid? Are they going to get formula and a bottle and the first day of his life where I like, you know, like it's totally different situation that like it happened. He was... Even though he was not with me, he was with my mom being very, very well loved in the first moment. I remember like he put the first time on my sister's arm. <laughs> and I was like, my pressure was already down. It was kind of like down already and I left kind of like. <laughs> <You> know, like <laughs> <laughs> yes. It yes. was just great. And I like. The first two days I had a bad, like first two days I had a very bad headache, but yeah. like I would never have such a very good experience as, as I did, you know, if I was in the hospital. Because then, then the, like one thing, I, I don't know how they say it here, but one thing they say in Brazil is like, uh, doctor, whatever made my birth, the, did my birth. It's like, no, he didn't do your birth. You did your birth unless you actually had a C-section, you know? But if, you're, if you had a vaginal birth, he didn't do anything for you, you know? Like, and if it did, it's most likely that was like unnecessary intervention. So you didn't do your birth. Like, he nice. didn't do your birth. You did your birth. You did the whole thing. You were pregnant. I remember I had an argument with my ex when I was pregnant and I, I yelled at him like very loud in the middle of the street. I am a fucking goddess. Yes. <laughs> a human being inside of me, bro. Yeah. I am God. Yeah. I, yeah. Am God. I yeah. am God. I'm making a human being inside of me. Mm-hmm. And I like for the whole neighborhood. It was so funny. I was so <laughs> like, bro, how can we make a whole new, like, a human being inside of us and then give birth and then breastfeed which we keep doing our job of creating the human being outside of us you know and then we are still the ones that are not like on top we're the ones still like the you know being the I don't even know how to say fighting for equal right yes Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah exactly and it's so it's it's so so wrong it's so wrong yeah and that's why we're here with this podcast to try to change that because yeah that doesn't make any sense and i fucking love you samara because what you're saying is so true yes it's amazing you are the creatress we create and this whole thing that we do i keep saying it's not a woman's fault it's the system fault it's because throughout the whole way even though they know we are the ones making the people they make everything so hard and they take our like our protagonism of doing everything because we are capable capable of doing everything there and then they take like okay you're pregnant okay but then you don't give birth and then you don't breastfeed and then you don't do anything at all because we're going to do everything for you you know because you're just 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 the body like that's how they treat you at the hospital you're just the body giving birth to the baby right 
And then mm-hmm. after the, the baby is born, it's not even the woman that goes to the hospital anymore. It's just the baby. So it's just like the first part of the visit, Jamie was here. She was taking care of me <laughs> and the baby, but she was taking care of me most of all. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know? So it's just like we just like we end up just being the body, not like create like not like the actual people, the woman creating the whole universe. <laughs> yes, because that's what we are. And mm-hmm. that's that's why that postpartum care I feel like is so important because this is how if you feel good and if you feel comfortable and confident then then that shines to your baby right and they feel all that that you're not anxious and afraid or uncertain that you know they feel all that like confidence and that love and then that makes them feel safe and warm and strong and confident too yeah (laughs) it's also just a project they have like it's like is the the sexist part of it of taking our part from it and then the 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 baby's help as well as like a part of the capitalism of like this baby is gonna present like be born of c-section the baby born of c-section it's most likely it's not gonna be as healthy as the baby born as a vaginal birth and then they're gonna get more money from him from that baby from that baby's health and then they're going to make it harder for the woman to breastfeed and the, the breastfed baby is not going to be as healthy as the formula fat baby and then it's just like more money that they're just giving to the system to like just making to keep us down go on and on and on and we just unhealthy people and unhappy people and mm-hmm. we don't have good experience giving birth, which is like the beginning. And with Velzi, I see like, like I'm gonna do everything for Velzi. Like, girl, I'm gonna do everything for me so I can do everything for Velzi. And it's like, kind of like, oh, I, I, it's, can you guys, see? okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's like, uh, kind of cliche, I don't know, like cliche is a word in Portuguese, more like, you know, it's gotta, is that a word in English? Cliche? Yeah, cliche. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, cliche. It's like cliche. It's like, oh, I gotta do it. Like, you gotta take care of yourself, take care of your kid. But it's real because he's, he's watching me just taking care of him and not taking care of myself. And it's just like totally into him and not into myself. He's just gonna learn that that's how it is. Right. I'm the one yes. taking care of him. And then he's gonna like, be a father that might not be taking care of his kid, or he might not be a he might not be a person to take care of himself because he sees his mother just taking care of others, but not herself, you know. And so many things that I learned being a mom and through this whole process that maybe if I I had went to the hospital I would never like be um I was never gonna have this realization that I have right now, you know, this thing in my head like. I got to take care of myself and put myself in first so I can take care of him and I really know what's best for him. And then a lot of people don't, I know what it's best for my son, but do you? Like, how, how many layers do you have to go through to really know what's best for your son? You know, like, there's, like when is this a, a real option? Are you really choosing for a son or someone else, a whole system, the whole government, the whole the whole thing choosing for you because it's very easy to say it's a choice when it's really not a choice you know it's very easy to be comfortable with oh i'm choosing but i really choosing 
you know, like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's back to that. Me. It's back to that, like showing you a fraction of the possibilities, but act and then keeping the rest secret or the rest, not even exploring it themselves to not have a full understanding of what the choices really yeah. are. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that's yes. why this is so much more than just birth. Right? It's so this much is, more is, than just birth. Is, yeah, it's about our lives, how we live our lives, how we navigate every single choice, how we show up um, for ourselves, for our community, with our food, with everything. It's the big picture of how we live, right? How you do anything is how you do everything, right? So, and another amazing example that you're showing your kiddo is like, hey, here's, he's got a mom that's willing to question the status quo. I mean, you grew up seeing a common narrative in Brazil of people just, you know, you just mostly get a C-section and that's just no big deal and that's just it. But you questioned that and you disrupted that narrative. You're like, wait a second, that's not okay. That's not okay for me. I'm not just gonna blindly follow that. Um, and actually think about it for myself. So, you know, you're handing that down to your kid too, you know, that kind of thinking, you know, independent free critical yeah. thinking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then that's what a lot of people say, like, I don't know, because at the end, what's important about birth is like my baby's health. Your baby's health is not gonna be as healthy as it could be if it was naturally born. <laughs> right. You know? <laughs> Right. And I always get on that kick too of like, you know, health is more than just physical. It's mental. It's emotional. Yeah. Like if you're, if, if, <laughs> if the, if the mother is recovering from severe birth trauma, then how is she able to show up a hundred percent for her child? Exactly. Um, she either buries that birth trauma and becomes unhealthy herself in the long run because, it, or, or she's coping with it and then the child is, is being bathed in that anxiety or that disruption too, right? So, um, and so women who find themselves in those positions of how can we support them because obviously they chose a system which is not really with them, their best interest in mind. Um, and how do we support healing some of that, you know? And I know you'd mentioned like you kind of feel bad talking about things because you don't want other people to feel bad. But I also, that's one of the things about having this podcast is like, we need to talk about it because it's there. It's like the elephant in the room and it isn't a judgment thing. It's not a judgment thing. It is absolutely what you said about, well, if you're only given two choices out of 48 choices, then is that really choice? I actually yeah. remember during one of the legislative sessions, um, when they were with them trying to regulate with midwifery and a woman said, um, well, if you license all the midwives, then, then my midwife, it does, it can't, can't work. And the legislator said, well, you always have a choice. And I thought that was really interesting because she was basically saying, well, you can choose someone illegal because we're not going to let your midwife work. <laughs> you always have a choice to, to do something illegal or legal, but you can only choose from what we accept as choice. Um, otherwise, you're going to step outside the system and possibly get yourself or someone else in trouble. Yeah. Oh, that was a very interesting commentary. Right? Yeah. Like, hey, but it's a choice, okay? But it is but a, choice. It's a choice. Like, what are you talking about, lady? That was absurd. Yeah. But that's why this, 
yeah this goes so Sorry. deep this is a more than birth and we're talking you've heard the quote you write peace on earth begins with birth it's because if you have people you have moms that give birth to these little babies if they end up utterly broken because of that process that brokenness just carries on for years a lot of the time right that's what we see right if they a lot of time they have to bury that because they don't know how to right they have a baby they should be grateful they gotta show up for their baby and they're alive and they should stop complaining because you're you know you guys are alive so you're healthy that's what that means so stop trying to yeah complain so they just gotta have to bury it and then they take care of this baby and so they're broken baby maybe get some of that and then that's part of our community versus you can have someone that's maybe you know coming out of it a little stronger and more empowered and just not completely shattered in their mind and heart and maybe even physically right so they're stronger so it's the fabric of our community that's we're talking about here the integrity of it or yeah. the lack thereof right yeah no it, it is empowering and and Dr. E and Jamie told me it is empowering and then people are going to tell you shit and then you're just going to think like, I gave birth, I did the whole process, I had the whole thing. You cannot tell me shit, I made this one human being right here, mm -hmm. you know, and I went through the whole thing right there and right? Like, nobody can tell me anything and I know what I'm doing to my son, you know, and it's like, so many people, a lot of people, it's like, no, isn't that dangerous? But isn't he naked all the time? Or is it okay for him to <laughs> be walking in the grass? Or like, oh. Oh my goodness, <laughs> right. Hallmarks of childhood, being naked and walking in the grass. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that is right. very healthy for right. Pe People <laughs> will question that more than they will question a mainstream medical Putting procedure like a surgery or putting no, fentanyl narcotics into their veins during yeah. labor seriously. <laughs> but they seriously. won't eat the poke and don't eat the soft cheese don't eat the soft cheese but you can have narcotics since the beginning yes. of our lives from our like from the like first week of pregnancy through like giving birth like through like being born like as a baby like like one week of life inside the belly and then being born and then everything, you know, like sleep training and then sleep, like training, like they want to train everyone. It's like, like when you give birth to a baby, you're already training him to do everything. You're training him to like uh, potty training and then sleep training and then all the training. And like, I don't want to train my baby to do anything. He will do whatever the fuck he wants. I'm not <laughs> training him. Bro, my baby's not me. He's gonna like do what, like we, they want us to train train your baby what why am i supposed to train my baby train, my train baby your to baby society? to not need you it's, yeah mm. it's my baby the one who has to be like uh feeding into my schedule i am the one feeding onto his schedule because he's a baby <laughs> you know right, <laughs> right. was just born he's the one that doesn't have like a very mature he's the one uh, like he's just growing he's just growing and i'm the one i'm the mom i'm gonna feed on his schedule and he's not gonna feed on mine because this is unrealistic and when i decide to train him i'm just putting him i'm just making him suffer literally i'm just making him suffer to fit on my schedule because i think you know like i chose to have him i have the baby am i really gonna put him 
into that situation because I wanted to fit in my schedule, which my schedule is also the whole system schedule. It's the schedule that I need to work. I need to do this. I need to do that. And I don't have time to actually take care of my son and actually and have the support that I, I was supposed to have from my husband, ex-husband, you know, because that's the whole system. And I don't get it's the whole system. You know, it's like, why am I here taking care of my son by myself when my son, it's my son, but it's a whole society's job to take care of that son, to raise that son, because I'm here breastfeeding, but I'm here taking care of him too. So, so it's not, it could not just be my job. So if I am overwhelmed right now, it's not because I am the mom. It's because the society chose that I'm the mom, and I'm the one that has to do to go through you have a place to be. Myself. Yes, mm. it's my place. So yeah, all the moms are overwhelmed taking care of the kids because that's what society told them to do. It's so like that's what you do, and that's how how we don't go anywhere else because we are home taking care of our kids or at home putting so much makeup on or so much like uh, shaving and makeup and clothes and everything that's just taking our time that we don't have time to actually do something else of our lives, you know? And then the kid and then and it's just our job. Our job is always our job, you know? Right, well, we're here to, we're here to change that. We're gonna flip the script. Yeah. One baby at a time, sometimes <laughs> two. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So we have about three minutes here. Um, and Samantha, you're like the epitome of this um, concept that, you know, pregnancy and birth, the whole journey really invites individuals yeah. to go deeper into their power and reclaim it, right? You're yeah. like, I didn't really know much. And now you're like, my baby, my baby. But I, I remember. Right? Yeah, you're like, I didn't really know, but that's exactly what I wanted. Like, right? So that's it. And that's why this is so powerful. You said something beautiful along this journey here that was, um, like you don't know what you're fully capable of if you're not really allowed the chance to explore it and dive into it, right? And that's what this is about, is holding the space for something bigger. Like you don't know what it can be um, unless you give it the chance to be, right? So thank you for sharing your story of how you allowed yourself to dive into something so deep and ginormous that you kind of knew what it could be and you're like, I don't know, I'm just gonna go for it and you trusted and you went for it. So thank you for sharing um, you know, your chain of thought and how you navigated all those layers. Um, is there anything Thank else? You, you guys. Really, yeah. If there's any last things you wanted to share, you got like two minutes. <laughs> the floor is yours for two minutes. No, so much. I was like, oh, I, like when you guys invited me, I was like, oh, this you guys like, oh no, I don't even have like a story to share. Like, am I really that interesting? But I end up talking so much. <laughs> well, because you do have a story to share, and it's so important, and I think it's great. And I, you know, big conversations and and inspiration for for other people who are questioning or navigating or just know and does yeah. you know don't listen to the other people. Listen to your your in listen to yeah. you. Yeah, so great, so yeah. great. It is. Honestly, such an honor. I love your story. I love that maybe. Hey, the episode has ended. I know it ended rather abruptly, but it is over. 
So don't feel like you missed out on any of the recording somehow. That's just the way we ended up recording it. So it is over. We shared everything we were wanting to share for that episode. And I just wanted to close with a couple points for you guys. One is thank you to Mama Samara that shared her story so passionately and all her lessons along the way. And props to her for being an example for all of us on what it can look like to lift the veil of the narratives that we get handed down that sometimes really just do not serve us, but they're just narratives that uh, just keep getting repeated and perpetuated. And I just love how her story really exemplifies that here is someone who wasn't necessarily raised around a bunch of people giving birth at home. In fact, she was someone who was mostly raised around the community where most people just go for a C-section, right? Because of Brazil's super high cesarean rate. Uh, And she took that and questioned it. She said, wait a second, this doesn't sit right. That's not quite what I want. And like I, you know, she was curious and she dug deeper and she just disrupted that narrative from continuing down her lineage mindlessly. Uh, So I love that. Thank you to her for that. And the second thing is just a reminder for everyone, please know this is not about us shaming any one type of birth or praising one over the other. Um, So I really hope that's not what you guys are getting out of this. If you are, just please know the intention here is more so just coming from a place of sharing these stories so that people can learn from each other so that we can see how different people respond to different situations and what opportunities arise from different situations and like one of the examples from her story that i drew out that i really love is how she had so many opportunities where she just kept stepping up to the plate um, because that's what pregnancy invites you to do right it's like all right stepping into motherhood stepping into mama bear stepping into your power and i love how she um that came through for her and her experience and she's so fired up so that's it everyone's story is different and there is richness and wisdom and insight and in the grand variety of birth experiences that are out there. So please, this is not about shaming. This is about uplifting and honoring and celebrating the, uh, everyone's different stories. Okay. Every story has something different to invite us into and teach us about. So just that so much love to, again, Mama Samara for sharing with us. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you to our, our listeners. If you have any reflections, feedback, questions, etc., that you want to throw our way and want to connect with us, our email is womanonfirepodcast at gmail.com. So again, womanonfirepodcast at gmail.com. And that's where you can contact Jamie and I. Ask us questions, share your thoughts, feedback, etc. We would totally love to hear from you guys. Okie dokie. Talk to you next time. Bye.